freedom itself was attacked this morning by a faceless coward. And freedom will be defended. We just had a, a plane crash into Alpha 4 of the World Trade Center. Transmit a second alarm and start relocating companies into the area. The World Trade Center, tower number one, is on fire. The whole outside of the building was just a huge explosion. We have a number of floors on fire. It looked like the plane was aiming towards the building. Financial Center, we heard a big bang, and then we saw smoke coming out, and everybody started running out, and we saw the plane on the other side of the building, and there was smoke everywhere, and people are jumping out the windows. Over oh, there, they're jumping out the windows, I guess, because they're trying to save themselves. I don't know. victims, and the heroes of September 11th, 2001. So that was our dedication to the uh, families and uh, victims of 9-11, which um, during this particular week that this episode will be released, um, the 11-year anniversary of uh, September 11th will come and, and go. So uh, Joe was good enough to put that mashup together, um, which I think really captures, and in, in as, as short as that is, I think it, it captures uh, what happened pretty, pretty well. Um, now, for all of us sitting at the table right now, Joe, myself, and Lou, uh, that was a day that we'll never forget and it's a day that launched a lot of what we have done since then 
Um, I know for me in particular, I know definitely for Lou and for Joe, we, what happened after that uh, spawned either many careers for ourselves or, or careers. And, um, you know, every year I'm very affected um, by the images of, of uh, people uh, jumping out of the towers. <clears throat> um, but it does me good to see uh, the new Freedom Tower almost built and going up in defiance of, of hatred and in uh, for freedom's sake and for all of the ideals that uh, Americans hold one way or the other, one side of the aisle or the other, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican there's very certain things that we believe in and um, freedom of religion and tolerance of, of all religions is one thing and a foreign aggressor defied it against us that day and uh, we still stand ready to take it on at any point um, I guess you know, Joe and Lou do you have anything you want to add to this? <clears throat> one thing to remember is that the events of 9-11-2001 did not just affect the United States of America it affected the entire world it changed the entire world after that day not just this country yeah. Lou? As we are approaching, as everyone said, the 11th anniversary, just remember that whether, again, as I just mentioned, Democrat, Republican, Independent, it doesn't matter. We're all Americans. Or, but, you know, we're all peace loving, freedom loving people. Despite the boundaries, despite the nationalities, doesn't matter. America stands for that, that beacon of freedom and hope. And someone took a swipe at us that day. And you know what? It's people, everyday people, who have to take that stand. Stand up to the fear, stand up to the terror. Be the courageous person to say, no, not today, never again. All right. Why don't we uh, just take a second to uh, to thank um, all of our servicemen and women home and abroad who who uh, went there and and who have come home and who have not come home. And personally, I want to thank Lou and Joe um, for their service. Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record.
Hey everybody, welcome back to Elder Scrolls Off the Record for episode number 38. We are getting close to that 40th episode. I am Joe the Widget Wilson, and joining me as always for this fine podcast is Mr. Evarwin. Hey Joe, how are you today? Uh, I've had better days, but I've already, I'm already perking up because we're doing this show. Yeah, yep, and uh, chat room, welcome, great to, great to have you, it's great to be here. And joining us, as always, is the lore master himself. He is tagged with that nickname for the rest of his life, Louis Olan. <laughs> Hello, Joe. Hello, Ivarwin. Greetings, everyone Hello. in the chat room. Glad you're all here tonight. We are sad to say that uh, Dave could not make it this evening. He had some family business he had to take care of. Uh, we will miss him this this episode, but um, family first, as always. All right, we have some sponsors to get into, Evarwin. That's right, and the show today is brought to you in part by TweakedAudio.com, affordable earbuds for your smartphone or MP3 device, engineered for awesome sound clarity and durability, starting at nineteen ninety-five. You can choose from four styles and six colors. We have a code for you, off the record, for 30% off, free shipping, and a lifetime warranty. Just head over to TweakedAudio.com. You can get uh, different colors come in uh, red, blue, green, black, silver, wood as well. There's an optional microphone, uh, noise reducing uh, quality uh, design on these things. I mean, they're just, they're really just, uh, they're designed for amazing, amazing things. So I usually wear them at work when I can. And uh, believe me, I put them through hell. Also, uh, our show is brought to you again by the Elder Scrolls Alliance, located at tesalliance.org, the popular, growing, community-driven site for modders by modders. Uh, you'll find a wealth of resources and specialized tutorials, custom tools, voice acting projects, exclusive releases, and much, much more. If you're new to modding, the core at TESA is the Enclave, the first Elder Scrolls modding school. So stop by the study hall and seek your answers to your questions. If you want to visit the classes and get a little wisdom out of their, their mining scholars, they're there and available for you as well. So whatever brings you, enjoy your stay. Join them over at the Elder Scrolls Alliance, tesalliance.org. All right. Well, everybody, before we begin the show, um, some of you may be wondering what happened with the Kickstarter. Uh, I wanted. I am. <laughs> I'm going to do a little story here, really quick. Um, two days before it ended, I pretty much threw in the towel. Um, the Kickstarter was not even halfway to goal. Uh, I woke up the morning of, and it was at 100%. It ended that. It ended the very next day at noon at 132 percent to goal, and I cannot thank everybody. Yay! I can't thank everybody enough for their support, whether it be through financially or through their support through Twitter, emails. You guys have been all amazing. I can't thank you enough. Uh, the big news about this um, that I wanted to share with everybody is I had a meeting with a full legitimate publisher yesterday who offered me a full publishing contract. Um, (laughs) The Kickstarter is what brought the book to their attention and from the fan support they saw the information about the book, everything told them they wanted to publish this book. Wow. 
And so what that means is is that if they're a full legitimate publisher, they are not a, a pay to publish, so they cover all the expenses. So the finances of the Kickstarter are being put towards the, this project and future projects in different ways that are not as originally intended. And I will explain that because all of you need who supported this are entitled to know. The money will be put towards book signings that are not sanctioned by the uh, the publisher. It will be put towards to pay my editor who is currently editing the book. And it will be put towards additional advertising for the book to make sure that everybody gets their copy. And I have a list of everybody who I'm going to be emailing all of the uh, supporters for their e for their actual mailing address so I can get them their book. Uh, the timeline currently set for the book's release is December. We're hoping between December and January. Um, so look forward soon, guys. And those who participate in the Kickstarter will get your signed copies and your copies, hopefully by mid to late January. And I just, again, I can't thank you guys enough for all of this. Um, I haven't signed the contract officially yet, so it's 99.9%. Uh, I'm supposed to be getting the contract in the next couple of days, and we'll be signing it gladly. Well, congratulations, Joe. You worked really hard on the book, and uh, you know I'm just I'm really I'm really excited for you, and and I'm glad this is going through. So, congratulations, you deserve it. Thank you so much. I can't thank again. I can't thank everybody enough for all the support on this, and I can't wait for everybody to get their copy of Continue in their hands, fully edited, properly edited, and in paperback. Hopefully, I don't know if it's going paperback yet or through hardbound, but um, Continue was classified as an epic fantasy. It's its official classification. Again, wow. everybody, which is the same category as uh, um, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> Holy <right>. God. <laughs> Continue the movie rights starring Joe the Widget Wilson. Oh, I don't think I was starring the movie. I don't have exactly a camera face. That's why I talked to a microphone. But, um, <laughs> I don't have the right teeth. You know. uh, thanks again, everybody. And let's, uh, shall we get into the meat and potatoes of the show? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to go first this time. I'm going to let Lou. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never go first. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Finally, a couple of days ago, I finally got lockpicking maxed out. It was stuck at 94 for the longest time. For like the past two weeks, no matter what I did, whether it was an adept chess master expert, the damn thing wasn't moving. <laughs> I have no never got anywhere I near 100. <laughs> you know, and I didn't want to go to the, the chest and the thieves guild because no, I'm going to do it in real world. <laughs> Forget that. No, I'm doing it this way. <laughs> but Lou finally was able to pick Serana's chastity belt, and there he was, 100. Yes. 100 right there. Vampire loving on the way. <laughs> but how now did, I how? <laughs> how did you get to 100 lock picking? I it's a, that's like unheard of. Like people in order like to get that or um, the speech one up to 100 percent usually have to cheat somehow. <coughs> Liz, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> we're cough. That just that's pretty cool. I've never even gotten close to that, and I I pick every lock I see. Yeah, it's just everywhere I go, I'll just pick the damn thing. I'll stop. <laughs> stop my ambition. Ooh, just door. Doesn't matter. I'll pick it. Just for the sake of just getting a damn skill up. <laughs> but now I have a chance to look forward to, which I am I'm really not. <laughs> it's at 62 right now. It, it feels like deja vu. I'm like, oh, this is going to be like pulling the tooth out again, isn't it? <laughs> Long and laborious. 
Without the painkiller. Yes, without the painkiller. And without the nice chair to sit in and lie back. No laughing gas for you. Yeah. You know, but I, I, I had to knuckle down. I have to do it. Because looking at what's out there and then seeing what you guys have put on your weapons and armor. Uh, even though I'm still down about the fact that you can't disenchant the Nightingale armor and slap that on a piece of armor. That really just bones me out. Because I actually want to put that on some other modded armor. You know, the kind of stuff that, that you and I have, Joe, on the remodeled stuff. Mm-hmm. And also the, the Black Sacrament Tower stuff. That mod. Oh, you got that one? Yes. And that armor looked sick. And like, yeah, <laughs> I, I want that. You. <laughs> <laughs> I want those enchants on this right now. <laughs> because right, right now when you go to that Black Tower, it's so expensive. I'm like, hmm, I could piss them off and probably just steal it from them. There's a way you can easily <laughs> steal it without being seen. I figured it out and did it. I didn't steal the armor, though. I was being good. And I just oh, stole I... The, the, the side pack to give you 100 pounds extra weight. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> stole I that. smell a tip coming, Joe. I smell a tip. <laughs> when you Eating. go into the top of the tower where they have the, the selling clerk on it, if you go behind, if you just jump right onto the counter where that chest is and mm-hmm. sneak, if you have a high enough level sneak about 50, 60 or more, um, you can sit there and sneak, and the NPCs path a certain way where they get out of view for about a minute or two. You can easily go in there, pick the lock, because that just pauses the game when you pick the lock. When you un- unpick it, you can go in there, pick out what you want really quick, never be jump off the counter, and you never saw, never been seen. Wow, Dova Joe, Dova Joe, <laughs> Dova thieving Joe. <laughs> Dova thieving. Hey, I'm the one that robbed everybody, everybody in all the cities in Skyrim blind at one point, so I've gotten practice. <laughs> and I think we're all following this footstep because I'm I'm robbing everybody blind too, just for building up my skills. Word to the Skyrim hoarder. That's right. <laughs> Skyrim thieves. What? Virtual high five. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I downloaded a mod as well last night. It's called the Four Horses of the Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. So yes, we all can pretty much guess what that means, right? Yeah. <laughs> so my Little Pony. That's right. My, po- <laughs> my Little Pony on steroids coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> and his Dovahkiin is on the pale horse. Just spreading destruction <laughs> around the land. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Why did that come out funny to me? <laughs> like, this Dovahkiin is on the pale horse. <laughs> oh yeah. In oh, my man. thong. Chaos, terror, my job here is done. See, Lou, <laughs> does, Lou, Lou raised down terror and style and sexiness. He does. And then he gets off his pale horse and picks a, picks a lock. <laughs> picks a lock. Oh, is that, is that the door? Hang on. Hang on, horsey. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, But I really do like this mod because the horse armor, the barding on the horse looks pretty cool. Um, not, I guess, like the frilly or something you see from like the Crusader movies. Nothing like that. Oh man, I have a story for you about horses. I was seeing dog meat for a while yesterday. Ooh, D- dog meat. Dog, dog meat. <laughs> I'm afraid to ask. Yeah, you'll, you'll hear I, it soon. I, I trust me. <laughs> See, when Joe says I got a story for you about horses, what I'm thinking is oh, she was really, you know, really giving it to her. I feel bad. <laughs> 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 I don't know why my head went to that. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Liz, Mugu Gaipan. No, it's not Mugu 
I, maybe I should yeah. re- reword that. Not exactly dog meat as in meat from a dog, but dog food. Oh. Oh. Still have no <laughs> idea. Which... <laughs> uh, you'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, come on. Oh, you were saying, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I do like the horse armor, how it looks, and the horses are colored appropriately. So, you know, you're riding a uh, pale horse. Yeah, the horse looks deathly pale. War is that bright flame, <laughs> bright red. Flame effect going like a nightmare. Oh, it looks great. It's on there. Steam. Four Horse of the Apocalypse. Look it up. That's the, <laughs> na- the Native American version of a demon. The pale horse. Um, mm. Really bad joke. Sorry. Continuing. <laughs> <laughs> I also finally started the Dawn Guard content. Finally got around to it. I figured, you know what? Ah. I haven't touched this since it came out. I, I should just, just start checking it out. So you really I, did pick uh, Serana's chastity belt. <laughs> getting there. <laughs> I am getting there. So I actually, you know, I went to uh, the Dawn Guard place, picked it up, and I was sent to that first crypt, Dim Hollow. And I am there right now. And I have to say, when I first got there, I was just like, okay, regular cave, regular cave. Uh, nothing too exciting here. All right. Vampire, dead, hound, dead. The death hound was cool. I must say, I love the Death Hound. <laughs> that that dog looks cool. They're neat looking, but they're annoying. Yes, as to you know, my detriment, I found. Oh look, that's pretty neat looking dog. Oh my god, he's kicking my ass. Yeah, that that uh, that frost aura they have around them is is just it's beast. Yeah, yeah, it's annoying. Plus the fact that their their bite is nothing to sneeze at either. And I honestly had to. Joe scale we go, oh, wow, I gotta run away for a bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Coming. <laughs> I feel like the one scene in Resident Evil, all the you know, dead Dobermans are coming your way. Like, yeah, oh man. great, no gun. When those things bite you, you just don't you don't just get rabies. Just saying. No. You get cold. Like really cold. Yeah, nice little chill factor. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. Get oof! What's going on? <laughs> but I actually got to the actual crypt. I first got to that door and I see, all right, ooh, wow, gargoyles. Actual gargoyles. Is this for real? <laughs> I go in there and thinking to myself, all right, I don't like the way this is heading. This place looks too creepy. And I think for the first few seconds, I was swinging away at the gargoyle statues, making sure, all right, are you going to come alive? <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure I kill you first, you stone piece of crap, before you <laughs> jump me from behind. Had Lou spooked. Yeah. You know, kind of like you can sneak out the Draugr in the crypts and kill them before they get out of their crypt. Yeah. Same oh, thing. I, I'm yeah. not taking a chance of these things. The gargoyles look big and mean and out of stone. Like, no, I'm not taking a chance of these things. <laughs> no way. <laughs> and it just took me like 30 seconds to realize, oh, I'm just swinging in the air. This is great. <laughs> All right. They're not going to come alive yet. I could just see it though. And I got it in there and the very first area, I actually had to stop and pan back and realize, oh my god, this place looks great. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, it it's built yeah. very well. It's beautiful. Yeah. I, it, well, it reminds me of like it's some Greek temple gone mad. <laughs> the columns, and I guess what they approximate from marble, whatever, fine stone, but it looks beautiful. And on high high settings of my computer, I was like, damn, I should take screenshots of this. Did you? No, I did not. I should, though. No. I'm just going to head back. I'll just head back there. <laughs> go, all right. 
screenshots. Screenshot. Every screenshot contest. Not a smuggler. Liz. <laughs> <laughs> However, so what else? Getting there was a problem because it was stuck on a map between what's the closest two places? Oh, uh, the Shrine of Mirun's Dagon and Mizanshah left. And since I have both places tagged on my map, I said, all right, let me quick travel to one of those two and I'll try and find it. You know, 15 minutes later, I'm going, where the hell is his entrance? <laughs> I can't find <laughs> it for the life of me. <laughs> Anyway, it seemed that everywhere I was chick, I, uh, I should note though, everywhere I was quick traveling, uh, the past couple of days, I always end up traveling at night. And for some reason, these blood sucking fiends just come out of nowhere and try to attack me. <laughs> like, I was trying to turn in the quest, uh, especially the one where you find out, uh, the crimson, crimson nern root. You go to that female NPC to turn it in and say, hey, what's, what's this stuff all about? Mm-hmm. I go there and I'm like, what's going on? And there must be like four or five vampires attacking her house. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, those oh, bloodsuckers are not... everywhere. I've gotten attacked twice in Whiterun. I was like, no way. What time is it? Oh, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. It's nighttime. Well, there was a, a couple of guards there. Yeah, yeah, poor guys. They didn't last too long. <laughs> they didn't make it out. <laughs> they, they didn't make it, poor slobs. Because I, I, I actually just stood the dump and I go, what's, what's this a vampire attack? So I was inactive and unfortunately cost them to their lives. Oh well, sorry guys. I got him for you though. <laughs> I yeah, killed him. Yeah, thank God though for cure disease because you know, like you know what? Ooh, vampires. Let me check. Ah, bastard got me. Swig. All right, cured. I'm good. <laughs> no more of that. <laughs> yeah, I keep a, a like five different uh, cure disease potions on me at all times. Oh yeah! After the first time I, I got socked with vampirism, I was like, "No, I'm not. I'm not going through this again. Never again." Oh <laughs> yeah, going Dawn Garden in, in that expansion, you you need those cure disease potions on you at all times. Yeah, I oh. got lucky with my little experimentation in alchemy, just randomly putting stuff together to see what happens. I got mm-hmm. a, I found the cure disease recipe. Oh, so I've been making good. those for myself. Because you know. You can show a man to fish, and he'll eat for the rest of his life. But if you keep giving him fish, you know, he'll eat only for a day. So, You're right, you butchered that to hell. Okay. Parables by Evarwin. <laughs> man who stand on toilet is high on pot. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anything else, Lou? Yeah, the last place I traveled to, actually, when I first got to uh, Mazanshalaft, uh, I got attacked again by a couple of vampires. <laughs> but this time, I had company with me. You know, the my old old friend coming out of the sky, like, oh, perfect timing, guy. <laughs> this is- oh, you're wondering when that ancient dragon was going to drop on your forehead again? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, oh, this is great. And you know what? He didn't even go for me at all. He went straight for the vampires. <laughs> <laughs> and the vampires made a beeline for him. I was like, oh, this is wonderful. I'm just going to sit back here. I was like, this can't be happening. You got lucky. Yeah, I actually stepped back. I didn't leave the area. I just stepped back and watched them, like, just watched them kill each other. <laughs> Walked over, uh, killed the vampire. He's down like a little silver health. Killed him. Uh, then he killed the dragon anyway. So I just stood there and just took the solo. What? <sighs> that was easy enough for me. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Breaking out the lounge chair, That's swinging right. back some skooma. <laughs> <laughs> Which 
which I do have on my character, by the way. I don't know why, but I keep finding that stuff. I must have 20 bottles of it on me right now. My tie in one hand with a pretty little pink umbrella. Nothing wrong with my tie. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that was my, my week in a nutshell. <laughs> Sounds like you had a good time. Oh, it is. I, I can't wait to go back. That I good of a time. The rest of that ripped. So you haven't been to the Soul Carn yet? Mm-mm. No, you haven't. All right, wait till you get there, man. That's gonna be. That's when things get a little interesting and boring. But anyway, Yvarwin, how was your week? Oh yeah, the week of Alt Itis. That's that's been my week. I started two brand new characters. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. I figured out. Well, I had I had kind of a an issue with my save files on the 360. Nothing technical. It's just um, I I deleted all of my save files. Like all of them, even like a the, I, my very first character on the Xbox started at eleven eleven twelve or eleven 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 rather. <laughs> <laughs> Deleted. I I got rid of all of them, and I really don't have an explanation as to why I did that. I just I think I just turned on the Xbox and I just got fed up with all of these different save files from like all of these different characters that I tried, and I tried to make their build work out, and I was like, eh. You know, I just couldn't take it anymore. I, I didn't want to like try and figure out how to fix it, so I just got fed up and, and deleted it. So I, I I made it a restart. Is is basically what happened, and um, and it kind of worked out too because you know Hearthfire obviously debuted this week, mm-hmm. and I wanted to have a kind of like a you know a, a new character to kind of like get in there and and really take on the the hearth fire thing um but a, as it turns out you know here's here's a quick tip here guys um before you can even build your home in hearth fire all right you need you need the quest from a courier now in order to have the courier appear to you first you got to be in a major town and you either have to have gained the jarl's favor in either Fulkreath, the pale which is dawnstar or uh halzermarch Obviously, I just butchered that too. But uh, Morthal is basically what I'm talking about. Or you have to be level nine. So I I restarted this character, or created a new character, thinking you know I can just get my quest and and start this all up. And I had to be level nine in order to to get it anyway, because obviously it's a new character and I didn't have I didn't have any kind of favor from any of those yarls yet. So, <laughs> so that didn't really work out for me. <laughs> Um, but the, the, the brand new character I started on Xbox is a Argonian thief. And I've never, I've never had an Argonian before. And I was really excited about like exploring the underwater areas of Skyrim. Okay. So, yeah. And let me tell you, there's a ton of stuff down there that nobody really knows about. (laughs) (laughs) Just shipwrecks and um, caves, um, chests inside these areas, little alcoves. I mean, there's random health potions. It's just random, like, you know, little purse pouches with gold in them. It's just tons and tons of stuff. It's it's amazing. So I started in Argonian, all right, going full evil, dual wield, dual wielding swords, so I can get a different experience from my Brago character, which is on the PC. Um, I'm doing uh, right now with him. I'm doing uh, an archer thief kind of a thing. 
So even though he's dual wielding, I'm also leveling up Archer as well, which isn't initially how I wanted to start that character. I wanted to go straight into dual wielding, sneak, backstab. But because my sneak level was was zero, I was getting found a lot. So I figured out that the best way to really level up sneaking is to use archery first. This way you're far enough behind so you can you can hit them and then hide, and then your sneak level goes up. So I started doing that. Um, I put in... He's a very low-level character. I think I just... I'm, I just walked out of the... Um, the first, the first dungeon there, which is, um, I keep forgetting it. The mine or the other one? No, the other one. When, once Barrel? you get uh, for the Golden Claw, the Golden Claw oh, quest. Okay, that one, yeah. Yeah. See, for me, I'm, on my playthroughs, the beginning, that's always like the third or fourth thing I do in dungeon wise. Is it? Oh, yeah. By the time I get that point, I'm usually like level nine. Mm. No, it's it's always the first thing I I end up doing. I mean, I I try like a couple of characters. I think the Brago character I used, I went straight to to uh, uh, Falkreath, and I, I did a couple of like dungeons down down on my way over there. Um, the mine, I think, is is the one the most prominent one. I think there might have been like a vamp- vampire tower I did on the way over there. Anyway, um, <laughs> you and the vampires, <laughs> <laughs> they seem to find me. <laughs> Even without so, Dawn card, they find you. <laughs> yeah. So in any event, um, yeah. So I just I just got out of Dust Wallow Mark. No, just got out of that place. And my sneak skill, uh, I got two out of five into sneak, two out of five in uh, in uh, backstab. Or no, I, I unlock backstab and I have two out of five in overdraw for archery. Um, eventually looking, like I said, into dual wield and heavy backstab and pickpocketing. So, and like I said, I also, uh, started exploring a bunch of the underwater areas. So that was, that was my Argonian thief. <laughs> then I started on the PC, a female Breton mage. Oh, Ooh. please tell me you got that mod. Which, which mod? Blue. Oh, what, you can get... What am I missing here? Well, there are a couple mods you could get. You could get mm-hmm. <laughs> Better Bodies by Abella or Caliente's... Uh, <laughs> or what? The Caliente's uh, body mod. CBBE uh, on Steam. Or it might be on Nexus. I'm not sure, yeah. but it's probably on Steam as well. You oh. need to those, get... those are the mods we that Joe and I use. For the the modified armor, dude. It's what's, it called? what's the modified armor one called? It's a... Uh... Okay. I can't think of... Improved? Is it improved armor? I believe so. I'll have to look yeah. it up for you. You gotta, you gotta use that one. It's the only way to yeah, play we'll, a character. We'll take, we'll, we'll compare notes. I wanna, I want a saucy little something or other to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to have throw magic around in Skyrim. <laughs> and uh, she's not evil. She's, she's a uh, full mage though. She's, she's gonna go, she's gonna go good. Um, now let's see. With her, I think I got her up to right around the same point as as my Argonian. So I just I just got out of you know, uh, um, Dingleberry Mountain Cave with evil people in it. We'll call it that for now. <laughs> <laughs> the Dingleberries are falling. <laughs> 
Oh, um, but <laughs> speaking of Dingleberry Mountain Cave with evil people in it, um, I, I go running into this place with my Argonian, right? <laughs> I'm such an idiot. <laughs> I go running into this place, and you know, I've got I've got my dual I'm dual wielding my swords, and you know, I'm there's uh, there's undead coming at me. And you remember, like a week or two ago, I had that story about stepping on the. Um, the uh, the the plate and the the door comes swinging around and it hits the uh, the the bad guys and they all die and I don't yeah. even have like a before they even had a chance to get to me. Definitely. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm planning on doing this again, right? <laughs> <laughs> Only this time, as I'm running away, like all these all these like Draugr are coming at me and like <laughs> one of them actually growled at me. I don't know if you guys knew that they could growl at you or not growl but they they like laugh at you one guy like got right up in my face because i'm trying all right let me go back i passed the floor switch okay where this one particular trap is and start getting the draugr to come after me i take out my bow i shoot one shot one arrow to kind of knock some of their health down a little bit. Now, I am pitifully awful when it comes to the bow on the Xbox controller. I can't shoot this thing for nothing. And it, it, it indeed, it took me, you know, quite a bit to actually get up to Dingleberry Mountain Cave, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it took me quite a bit to, to, to get up there. So, <laughs> so I, I'm trying to, like, learn how to do this relearn how to do this on on the xbox controller and i can't hit anything nothing at all i mean i'm hitting i'm hitting stone i'm hitting floor i'm hitting the ceiling i hit uh the the jug filled with with filled with uh, skyrim oil that came crashing down of course it missed everyone that i was trying to hit i'm trying to hit these 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 draugr i literally shot probably about 10 shots and i think i maybe connected two or three times and that was it. So anyway, one of the Draugr guys gets like right up on me, and I see like this guy's about to you know start smacking me. I pull out my swords. He gets in a, a few good shots, and he laughs. <laughs> he, he's like, hur, hur, hur. I'm like, oh, you think that's funny, huh? <laughs> Turn tail, run. I'm thinking, all right, the the floor switch is right here. I'm just going to jump over it. Now, I'm in first-person mode because I was using my archery. So I'm in first-person mode right now. I get to where I think is a good spot to jump, but I misjudge it. And instead of jumping over it, I must have caught like the corner before I could jump. So I hit the floor switch, jump up in the air as the, <laughs> the gate comes flying around smacks me right in the face and the draugr at the same time and we all die (laughs) (laughs) not only are you pew pew fail or pew pew challenged but now you're trap challenged what the heck happened (laughs) i can't i can't play the game on a controller (laughs) i'm just god awful i'm just i'm just horrible with it (laughs) no go ahead joe no honestly i i give you that that that's a good excuse for me (laughs) <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> so i i can't i can't play this thing on a controller i've tried and i constantly fail and not just like little fail like like you're playing D, you pull the bowstring back and the bowstring snaps like you roll a one <laughs> like critical, critical fail critical failure <laughs> critical failure so anyway um that was embarrassing <laughs> but i cleared through it 
Um, back on to my, my, my female Breton, who's, um, I don't know why I haven't made female characters before, but I, I love her. She's, she's amazing. Um, the only thing I'm missing for the character customization thing is, uh, the, the, uh, the option to make a wider butt. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, that, that's why I got the, um, the new Jiggly mod. Yeah, there's such thing. Jiggly mod. It's the new yes. Jiggly mod. It's, uh, Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> I'll uh, take your word for it. <laughs> I like big butts it's and I cannot fantastic. lie. But um <laughs> the uh one of the people in the chat room, um, Overkill said that it's uh remodeled armor's UNP version and that can be gotten on Steam Workshop. Yeah, I've seen it around. Yeah. Yeah. So when I'm playing when I'm playing Tor, I can have a you know a nice a nice curvy Jedi, but when I'm when I'm playing Skyrim, and um, I can literally you know detail the face to the point where I'm widening and uh, I'm widening the chin and, and making it narrow and turning the nose up and down. I I can't I can't make a wider butt. <laughs> yeah, I know it's disappointing. <laughs> Come on, let's get on it. Let's have another game jam video where there's you know widening butts. <laughs> 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 All right, so so obviously she's a mage. I'm going full mage with her. No battle mage and nothing like that. Just straight up robes, magic, boom. Nice. You gotta let me know how that goes. Another mod you yeah. want to try is the. Uh... <gasps> I am brain farting like mad. Yeah, tell me about it. I, I did you hear what I came up with in the show? I mean, how embarrassing is this? <laughs> <laughs> Dingleberry. Dingleberry. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's, man. It's gonna come to me later too, and I'm gonna hate my life. <laughs> That's funny. Um Midas Magic. There it is. That's what yes. I'm remembering. Midas Magic. I, I considered downloading that, but I'm I'm so inept when it comes to when it comes to a lot of things, apparently I'm inept, but <laughs> really when it comes to my knowledge in Skyrim of, of magic, like I don't know what's going on with it because I, I don't I, I don't play magic characters. I, I tried it a couple of times and it just didn't catch my my interest. And now I'm interested in doing it, so I'm I want to like I want to learn what what this game has as far as magic is is concerned. What's well, going to really change your view on magic, especially when you get level twenties, is where it really starts to pick up. And when you get higher level with them, with a caster, they become some of the most powerful uh, quote unquote here classes in the game. <clears throat> is the bolt spells. Hmm. Those are the I've ones been that, noticing that. Yeah, they flames have really like rips a character's. Uh, it'll it'll rip a mod's health down to shreds. But I've been noticing that sparks is um is really good too, especially if you're fighting like warriors because it'll take their stamina away. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a really like interesting and unique combo to have flames in one hand and sparks in the other. Yes, I used to do it too. So I'm wondering how that's going to turn out for me later on as these skills get more powerful and more potent. I think, is it, is it Frost Shard or Frost Bolt? One of the ones where it shoots that uh, ice crystal out. Yeah. And, you know, you yeah. send an ice crystal through their head and they fall back in an epic kill cam. It's it's really cool. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. Or, or you <laughs> really can, looking forward or to Or you it. can go Sith way and use the, the lightning and throwing <laughs> the uh, carts halfway across Skyrim, which I did, which was fun. So, uh, let's see. Destruction, obviously, I'm doing with her. And Conjuration, actually. 
I have a uh, conjuration skill, and I kind of like the way it works. You know, you summon the uh, the the conjured wolf. I'm into it, and I managed to pick up a staff of zombies along the way. So I have that in my hand every now and again. So when I kill like a, you know, I kill like a warrior or something, I just kind of raise him up and have him, you know, walking behind me, and it's cool to have a tank. <laughs> Get my little familiar going. And uh, that's about it. That's it. I I have not had the chance to really get into Hearthfire. So what I'd like to do for next week is at least get my my Argonian up to level nine. This way I can get that the quest and then really check out Hearthfire. Nice. I look forward to hearing about that. I'm yeah. not going to be getting it, but that's for a later time. Mm-hmm. Uh Someone overkill in chat room ask if, if you can use slow time shot with ice shard. Yeah, you can. <laughs> it works just like a bow. In awesome. Terms of what it does. You're shooting out 50 bolts at a time when they're sitting there going, huh, as they're drawing back one arrow. All right. My week. Yeah. Dare we get into this? I, I nearly rage quit yesterday. Well, I did rage quit, but the, you rage the, quit. the main story doesn't occur until today. Where it gets interesting, but oh, I, I rage okay. quit because of my stupid horse Shadowmere. This is what I was talking to in terms of dog food. All I was picturing was Shadowmere and tiny little bite-sized chunks for the nearest dog. But she, that stupid horse. I don't know what it is. No matter what I'm doing or where I'm at, I can dismount and walk for five minutes out of the way, go attack something, and that horse is suddenly there. I'm out of sneak, and it's all over the place, in my way. I'm hitting him more than anything else. Um, but really what put me over the edge was uh, I, I kind of had to stop and kind of laugh about this. I was doing a quest chain, a sub-quest chain for Dawnguard, where you have to go and find all the uh, schematics for crossbows, or crossbows and the bolts. And one of them is this bandit camp that's outside, out in the open, there's like teepees, wooden fence posts around it, and there's a a hut where the the chief bandit's at. I okay, there's this picture of this. There's a, a wide river in front of it, an extremely long bridge that covers that stone bridge that goes up into the camp. On the other side of this bridge is an island in between this river and another river. Alright. I put the horse on the very far end of this island, got off walked all the way to the bridge, walked over the bridge, went in to sneak halfway when the the bandits are barely visible, snuck across the rest of the bridge, took one shot, fully hidden, killed this guy, fully hidden, and here comes this horse, right past me. (laughs) It's almost like he was sitting there on, on, like, his... Knees and forearms just kind of like crawling behind me, waiting for me to take my shot. Plump, <laughs> plump, 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 plump. <laughs> Aggro's the entire camp. What oh, the heck the is wrong with this thing? Wow, that sucks. The entire camp got aggroed by him. So I was and just, I just got fed up and walked in there and just started picking people off. They didn't even see me. I was just picking them off, walking through as he was killing them. Like, oh, this is okay, fine. This will work. We got to this cabin where the chief bandit is and two other bandits. Okay. The horse runs by me again. Goes right up to the store and starts attacking the chief bandit and the other bandits. Right there at the door. I can't shoot through that door. I'm hitting Nuth Shadowmere. 
I don't necessarily want to kill him. I, of course, it did cross my mind at least 15 times. And he's sitting there just tacking. And as soon as he gets hurt, he regens his health, like, constantly. I know this because I kept seeing his health bar because I kept shooting him. But, <laughs> so I couldn't kill these bandits. I couldn't get in the house to get the schematic in the chest that I needed. So I got up. Went and got something to eat. Came back, looked at my screen. Yep, still fighting. Went out. <laughs> got something to drink. Came back, still fighting. Went back, Joe went to the sandwich. restroom. Came back, he was still fighting. He got one of the one of the sub bandits down at least, right? So I got fed up and I was exploring around the area, just kind of walking around as he was attacking the bandits. And I noticed that the chest was right right inside of a window in the hut. So I just reached in, you know, pulled out my schematic and walked away. And then I was like, you know what? I'm still in combat. I can't quick travel anywhere. So I got on the horse, got him out of the way, took him all the way back down the island, walked all the way back, shot the guys twice, and here comes the horse. Clump, 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 right up to the house. <laughs> What the heck is wrong with this demon horse? I don't get it. Combat? I'm on the way. <laughs> I, I can leave him in Whiterun. And I could be out in Markarth or something like that doing something. All of a sudden, clunk, 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 I'm here. Well, he is a demonic horse. So. Yeah, yeah. You kind of have to expect that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure That's what I'm going to awesome. do about this horse yet. <laughs> I finished the whole crossbow upgrade mini quest chain that Dave was talking about, and yes, it is epic. And I am decked out in a Dwemer crossbow f- with that enhanced Dwemer crossbow with a stacks of elemental bolts. Ah, oh, very nice. And uh, you hang on to salts, guys. Just hang on to your salts, the void salts, frost salt, and fire and the fire salt. Okay. Really? You'll need them. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed because I used up half most of my stock. But I went went around and bought a whole bunch more. Um, doing these these mini quest chains for everything, I got a lot of money from bandits and such, and went to areas that I didn't see before. And they're all in in areas that are in vanilla Minecraft or Minecraft or Skyrim. <laughs> They've been there this entire time, but I didn't go into them with this character, so I had to go through everything again. But it was so much fun. I sneaking around and I got a I did more of the main quest. I got past the Soul Karn. And I got one of the coolest shouts in the game. I don't know if you know what this one is, Lavar, but I'm not going to say what it is yet. I'm not going to spoil it for Lou. Uh, um, I mean, there's a lot of cool shouts in the game. Um, it's a shout that gives you a certain pet. Ah, uh, the Dova Furby. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <clears throat> not really Dova <laughs> Furby, but anyway... I'm going to talk to you later and make sure you understand what I'm talking about, but I'm not uh-huh. going to spoil Winky, winky. Winky, winky. But uh, I, I got that <laughs> one, and it's cool, and I'm wondering how in the world I'm going to find the other two levels of the, ch- of the shout. I'm pretty sure they're probably on the main quest or something like that, but I got through that, and I decided to stop and try to find that stupid quest that Dave keeps talking about that I bring up for the last four weeks now that it, I couldn't find where this quest was in my log. Well, it turns out that it was in the miscellaneous under a simple quest that says, go find this place. Oh, the Ethereum Wars. That yeah, one? the Ethereum Wars, quest chain, uh, Ethereum Wars quest chain. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. It's there. I never thought to look there. And I, I even when I did browse through it, I couldn't find it. Is It, it seemed like a, every other name in, in Skyrim, you know? So I looked up online. Hmm. I was like, Ethereum Wars, come on, what am I missing? And I, I saw the quest. I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. I've been standing on it this entire time. 
So <laughs> took all the other quests there. off, put that one on, went to it, and it turns out to be one of the, 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 the beginning dungeon for this quest chain is epic. It's one of the coolest cave systems I have ever seen in the game so far. It is such, it's so well done. Um, I mean, nothing really unique about it. The, the, the combination lock in there is really cool. I loved it. Uh, the story, Ooh. this is one of the first stories to grip me as much as the Dark Brotherhood. Oh boy. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a side quest. And now I understand what Dave's talking about. It's actually very gripping. You don't realize it at first. Um, until you get through this this first part, and you're like, I can't wait to see what's next. What happens next? What's this? What's what's going on? So I have the map that Dave referred to, and now at first I, I was thinking I got to thank Dave. I was hoping he'd be on the show today so I could thank him in person. But he talked about the map last week regarding this quest chain, and he's right. You'll know it when you see it. When you get the map, I finished this first dungeon. I couldn't figure out where the heck I was supposed to go next, and it had dawned to me. I heard Dave's voice. Remember the map. Remember. <laughs> Remember the map. Pigtails. Pigtails. Remember the map. D i e n f o r c. Roar. So I pull up the map. It's like, ah, that's it. Thanks, Dave. You're welcome. <laughs> so, well, so yeah, well, dude, Dave, well. you were with me, dude. <laughs> So I, I know where I'm going next, and that was that was my week thus far. Uh, there was the whole crossbow upgrade thing that that one took took forever. This is a lot to do, and there's another set series of quest chains you got to do, which is kind of like a vi- vampire hunting quest chain. That's also related to a person that's near her who you had to pick up at a certain point. But anyway, Dawn Guard. Yep. <laughs> no, not the Dawn Guard quest chains. <laughs> it's a sub one that's for specific, hunting specific little vampires. Oh, that's the that, that's the uh, the evil cave of Dingleberry Guard, right? Yeah, that one. That one. That one. Yes. <laughs> Vampire hunter Dovahkiin. I hmm. can't believe you haven't tried Dead Drop Falls yet, Ivarwin. Actually, that sounds familiar. That's the one with has all the archery um, puzzles in it that me and Dave have been talking about. I, I I can't remember one day from the next anymore. I, <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I know I, it sounds familiar, but you know what? I I probably have not been in there because that doesn't. Yeah, that doesn't sound like I've been through that before. I would remember something like that. Oh, you would. It's when you go into the Dongar Keep. It's to the right on the first level. Just keep going right. You'll find it. Easy to find. Um, uh-huh. Well, that's it for me, guys. Any other things we're going to talk about before we move on to the news? No, 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 no. All right, let's move on. Confirmation by Imperial State. Dragon spotted in Riverwood. Jarl of Windhelm appoints a new thane. This is Tamriel Times, your source for news in Skyrim. And here we are, live in Buffalo, New York, New York, and wherever Lou's from. Coming to you, the <laughs> Tam Real Times. Any <laughs> that little that ticker sound, you know? This just in. This just in. Hearthfire debuts on Xbox 360. This just in. 
Yeah, so Tuesday, September 4th, Hearthfire, the second DLC for Skyrim, has come to the Xbox. This new add-on allows players to construct their own homes and even have children and move them and their spouses into the home. Here's what Bethesda has to say about their brand new add-on. With Skyrim's latest game add-on, players can build their own home from the ground up, beginning with a small one-room cabin in the Pale, Falkreath, or Hjelmarch. 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 Wait, hold on. Hjelmarch. Hjelmarch. How do you say that, Lou? Is that a, is that a hard J? I believe it's a soft J. Hjelmarch. Hjelmarch. I really wish some of our fans who spoke some of the Nordic languages would just write in. This is how you pronounce it, guys. You guys are like totally wrong. Here, here's what it is. <laughs> Players can eventually construct a fully functioning home with more features than you can possibly expect. Now, Bethesda also confirms that the idea did, in fact, come from their Game Jam video session, much like the idea of the Vampire Lord now featured in Dawnguard. Lead designer for Skyrim and fan of Minecraft, Bruce, Bruce Nesmith, recollected how the process began in an article found on Bethblog. And I quote, he says, Being a fan of Minecraft, I asked, why can't I build things in our game? <laughs> Which is kind of odd for a game designer to say. <laughs> like, Wait a minute, I helped design this game. <laughs> yeah, totally I building things, dude, but I'm not building things in the game. Whoa. Um, after the game, <laughs> after the game jam session, Todd Howard decided to uh, <laughs> God Almighty. <laughs> Todd Howard decided to go full steam ahead with the idea, believing that being able to create a small cabin in the game, slowing, being able to build it, build it up, and then allowing to move in a in-game family would bring about a deeper level of immersion to Skyrim that's never been achieved before. Hearthfire is currently available to Xbox 360 players for 400 Microsoft points, around $5. No announcement of its availability to PC or PS3 have been made yet. Hmm. All right, now for... Well, I don't even know if they're going to even release it for PC. Just almost a mute point, unless they added some kind of epic quest change to it. I don't really see the point in it. Um, for Xbox, no, I mean... though, and, P- and PS3, it's it's awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. I mean, um, it's it's one thing to download a mod for you know a, a grand castle that's been built for you. It's another thing to actually have the the enjoyment of of building up and and you know going to farm you oh, know new mats that, that you need in order to create that houses. new wing on your house and and all that. There's so. mods like that. Hmm? There's mods like that that allow you to build buildings and houses and such like that. Yeah, but it doesn't have Todd Howard's stamp of approval on it. Well, true, but still. That's what you need. You need the hair that doesn't move. Approval. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever noticed that? Like, I brought it up on the show once before, but the man's hair is fabulous. It's fabulous. <laughs> it really is. It doesn't move. <laughs> He's probably putting a hole in the ozone every day with the half a can of Alquin, and he uses to keep that hair straight. <laughs> No, I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's environmentally conscious. <laughs> it's the pump spray. <laughs> More sticks to the hair. All right, go. This one. This is the one that's been blowing up our Twitter and email this week. 
Yeah, yeah. Another another thing. This is just this is just flat out unfortunate. Um, but it does have a little glimmer of hope at the very end. And that is Skyrim DLC for PS3 may not happen. So Thursday, August 30th, the Bethesda Forums received a post from Matt Grandstaff. G Staff, the global global the global community lead for Bethesda entitled Update on PS3 DLC. To summarize the post, G Staff started to say that Skyrim's very large and does not require a, and does require a lot of resources to run, which is an issue that gets worse when you add more content to the game, like large DLC such as Dawnguard. G Staff then began to explain, even though the PS3 is a powerful machine, they've had to try a lot of different things to make the DLC work, but haven't had a haven't been able to find a solution yet. He also added that Dawnguard's not the only DLC that they're working on. So, this makes things even more complicated than the dreaded line none of us wanted to ever read. And I quote, this is not a problem we're positive we can solve. He then added that they're working close with Sony to resolve the issues, but they haven't had any answers yet. Though, it may be good to know that on Thursday, September 6th, Pete Hines at DC Deacon while tweeting, he had said that he had over 839 hours logged in for Skyrim on PS3, and he expressed his hopeful belief that PS3 will be receiving Dawnguard. So, this is where it gets me a little bit. Um, hmm? The PS3 is actually, I'm not, this is not a fanboy like that. This is a computer technician with a degree in computer um, Engineering. No, I know for a fact the PS3 is a much more powerful machine than the Xbox is. Um, by 1.56% or 1.5%, 1.56 times has more processing power and a bigger GPU than what Xbox can hold. So I don't see it as a processing power. It's probably a leak in the code that's causing the issue. Um, I, I can't even begin to say what they're going through, but I know there's a lot of games out there for PS3 who, who are, are in fact, much bigger games than Skyrim, who have five, even six DLC content out for PS3. So that excuse kind of like rolls off my shoulder as being kind of an excuse. Well, it's it's probably a little bit of both. I'm sure. I'm sure what was really going on here is um, G staff probably put something on the forums that was like extremely simplified really on not not a whole lot of detailed information for a lot of reasons i mean you know most people out there don't really know what what programming is all about so he probably just said look in short what's happening is this is a huge game we're having an issue with the hardware and even though that the hardware is extremely powerful that which really has nothing to do with it it's just we've got this thing going on and we're not too sure if we can fix it. So, you know, I, I think that's that's really what he was trying to to say. That, I really appreciate Bethesda for being honest though. That's yeah. a, a move in the right in the right right way, Bethesda. And, and even though you guys may not get Dongard yet, you may get another DLC before Dongard. Um but I, I do have faith in Bethesda that you guys will get it. So just hold the faith, PS3 players. Hold the faith. You'll get it. Keep the faith. Anything else you want to say on this, guys? 
No, I, I, for me personally, I think that's that's pretty much it. Lou, yeah, uh, I think this is a good move. At least they admitted that they're having some serious issues, and at least now the player base, especially the PS3 player base, they know not to get at least to be optimistic or cautiously optimistic. And it's a much better. They've come. Uh, they're getting there with communicating with the player base. I'll give them that. Without a doubt. All right, so our next headline, ESO and Skyrim need your vote. And just as a friendly reminder, Skyrim is up for a bunch of joystick awards, and ESO was nominated in the one-to-watch category. You can vote for them by visiting goldenjoystick.com. That reminds me, did you guys know that the podcasting awards are coming up very soon for nominations? Are they? In the next month. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. You know, fans fans have to nominate their favorite shows for that at uh, you know, podcastawards.com. <clears throat> but anyway, um slash hint or slash hint. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say So anything. that's how that works. Basically fans nominate they yeah. go to what is it, podcastawards.com and they nominate their favorite shows or their favorite networks. Yep. And, and then they like just kind of tally that up and, and, and go from there. Yeah, then they'll tell you who gets nominations, and then they'll do voting for the favorites. And then the winner will be announced, I believe, in winter. Uh-huh. I okay. Know the voting... What was that website again? I forgot. What What, what is the website again? I'm going to double-check it really quick. Yeah. I think it's podcastawards.com. Could that be it? <laughs> What do you think about that, Lou? What do you think? You think that might be uh, something that, that floats on over to us? It's actually it's podcastawards.org. Podcastawards.org. Okay. Are you really sure it's podcastawards.org? That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot O-R-G. <laughs> God. <laughs> podcastawards.org. .org. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Oh, my God. We're stinking this up. <laughs> yeah, huge. All right. We're going to go ahead and move on to our next segment, The Banner Mare. Welcome to The Battered Mare. What can I get you? And here we are in the Bannered Mayor, your roundtable discussion. What do we have today, Varwin? It's a simple question. You ready for it? Because it's going to hit you hard and hit you fast. Sock it to me. Sock it to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. After Dawnguard and Hearthfire, how would you make Skyrim better? <laughs> I like your little comment after that. Modable button. <laughs> modable. That's how I would make Skyrim. Everyone needs a little modable butt every now and again. You this know one's what I mean? so little... easy. Easy, easy, easy for me. <laughs> this one's simple. Flintlock. What do you got, Joe? What do you got? Flintlocks and pirates. Uh, um, I, I brought that one back. <laughs> I want a DLC that's flintlocks, pirates, and multiplayer. No, seriously, though, the land thing, like two to three people, would be would make Skyrim blow everything out of the market again. It would go nuts. People would go nuts. Plain simple. Right, I don't care what story you attach to it, but having that ability would be yeah. phenomenal. 
All right, but what what else? Because we've we've heard these ideas before. I'm sticking to it too. <laughs> That's my story, and he's sticking to it. Damn it! Well, what about you, Lou? What about you? While we while we uh, get Joe thinking, what about you? Wow, would I really like to see? For DLC? How would you change Skyrim? Yeah. Well, not just Skyrim, but I would really like them to keep expanding the zones that we're exp- you know we're exploring. I know they probably have some grand plan where you know one expansion of the Elder Scrolls is going to be the Somerset Isles, where it's all just the Somerset Isles. You know, it's all going to be elsewhere. But that's one thing I would really like them to do from this point forward is just expand. If they want to keep it within Skyrim itself, uh, just give us some segues. You know, some little side quests. If not, give us a whole full expansion. Give us some forays into elsewhere. You know, let us go visit. And do a couple of quest chains out in Somerset Isles really quick. You know, a small area just teases and let us know that's out there they're thinking about it. Because, you know, when you look at the map of Tamriel, the world is huge. There's so much potential out there. And for, I, I'd like to see more open, explorable zones with more quests to do. Even though we have tons already, half of which we haven't seen yet, but <laughs> can't work more. It's you a know, decent idea. I, I like that. I would love to see a full like martial arts brawler tree. Right. That isn't a mod. That's actually oh. built in the game originally. That's a great idea. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, because if you guys remember, I have that Grandmaster mod uploaded in my on my files, and you know, unfortunately, the way the guy had to work around that is that he actually had to disable and replace the two-handed tree with that. Another way to look at this gentleman is to look at the video that we saw that that coined the phrase "nerdgasm," and um, with the game jam video, yeah. And, and look mm-hmm. at that, like, okay, what is in there? Because obviously, you look at Dongar and you look at uh, Hearthfire, all that stuff has come from that. Right out of that, yep. Every bit of it. Um, yep. And there was so much in that Game Jam video that I want to be in Skyrim. I really want it. Like, the mounted, we got mounted combat even from that. Yeah. Um, it doesn't yeah. have to be a DLC. It could be a patch. Still right? waiting on my enormous uh, crab, though. Still yes, exactly what I was getting to. Those epic bosses, mm-hmm. I want those. I so want those. That that mod that we went over a couple weeks ago kind of tickled that fancy a little bit, you know? Yeah. I want more epic bosses like that, because that would just make it... Do you remember the time when you first fought a dragon in Skyrim? How epic oh, yeah. you felt during that moment? Yep, epic. Add that to different kinds of like epic bosses like that. Get that epic feeling back into it, like a little... Just like a... <laughs> Like a little kid again, you know, just want to get in there and, and do it, you know, be this epic warrior that took out this giant crab that stands 15 feet tall. Yeah, like a world boss, and then, you know, you, you can, f- you have to summon it in some kind of a way, where, you know, like in Warcraft, uh, a couple of times you drop, like, something on the ground, and, like, this this epic, um, no, not an epic, but, like, a really hard mob would spawn after you drop the quest item on the ground. You know, maybe something like that, where you know you're running around and and there's a there's a portal and you you hit the button to the portal and like this demon from Oblivion comes out and that's the world boss or the the boss for that hold in in Skyrim. Yeah, um, I'm getting comes kind of out. tired of you know bandit chiefs and those little guys like that that I can one shot now. Yeah, I want these epic bosses that are I want some that are so powerful that they make a level eighty cry. <clears throat> yeah, that's a great idea. I like that too. I was thinking about um, 
uh, taking a page out of, out of, uh, Blizzard and Diablo's book and, and having the dungeons, um, how, how you, you enter them and they're, they're different. Random. Each time you, you enter random, yeah, random dungeons. And not how they do it in Diablo 3 where they, they took, you know, whole sections and just cut them apart and then just, made them like come up randomized like in that way no the way they did it in Diablo 2 which was much more random you could walk into a same you know wing that you you've been in before and not recognize it at least until you've explored halfway through it i would like to see something like that and i don't think they'd be able to do it but um that would require a ton of coding and yeah. have to restructure a lot of the um the actual engine itself of the game that would be a pain in the ass Speaking yeah french there but you know but that would be something that I would like to see. Randomized dungeons would uh, would definitely be cool. Okay, well, one of the things they did add into the uh, in, in Dawn Guard that was in the Game Jam video was elemental arrows, but they turned into elemental bolts. They need to add that back to and put it into arrows as well. But they included stuff like spears. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that little stuff can be added into like a patch that would go a long way. Um, like for instance, if we did the whole, they did the brawler tree, you could add in fist weaponry and different things like that, different type of, of armor for them. It's just little things can add a whole different dynamic to the game. Yeah. I would also like to see, you know how Skyrim, one of the, one of the best things about Elder Scrolls and Skyrim is that you can mix and match archetypes. Like you can have a thief that uses magic. Or a, a mage that sneaks very well and has backstab abilities. Or a warrior that uses magic and heals himself. I would like to see where you try out like the most outlandish stuff. Something that just goes way far and beyond things that even the developers hadn't even planned on. Like um, a, a pure spec conjuration type of, type of character. Mm-hmm. Where and now there's there's certain ways that you can mix this up and it's not going to work. I would like to see a system in the game where you can pick apart these trees, tweak the um and, and, and tweak the numbers involved. Like for example, let's say you level up. All right. And you don't want to go the the normal path that you're going right now. All right. Um, you can choose to open up a system in the game that allows you to spend attribute points the way you want to spend them and build your character's attributes. This way, they're able to use some parts of some trees and other parts of other trees but if you were to go like let's say a pure warrior spec you wouldn't have access to those to those trees so like let's say you wanted to make a warrior that um was really more mage than anything else but still had all of the the um the health that that a warrior gets you know you take away some of the points that you would get in in stamina build up your your health and your magic and then be able to spec into those into those other those other trees. That's called level eighty. Hmm. That's called level eighty. It's called level eighty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously, you can be a master of archery, 
sword and board and magic all at the same time. Um, Master Shake in the chat room actually had a really good idea that I could think could be taken in a good direction. He said, randomized drops. Make it so you can't build the best stuff. So you can't make it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like dumbing down what can be currently made a little bit and having random world drops that are the biggest and best. You want to talk about adding more more playability to an already insanely replayable game? That's what you do. Yeah. That's that's a great idea. What about um, making uh, refunding refunding your spec, having uh, yes. <clears throat> trainers in the game that that allow you to uh, spend your skill points all over again? It'll refund those those spent skill points, and you can build up your character completely differently. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see something like that too. What about Lou? Wow, a whole bunch of ideas. I just flying through my head right now. And actually, in the chat room, uh, Irwanta had a good idea. I think we've all mentioned this before as well. We want, I would like to see the NPCs actually track your progress of the game. You can react to you accordingly. For example, I, I find it yeah. one of my pet peeves is that you're the thane of the damn holds, and yet the guards still give you the snarky ass remarks. That that that's such a, a slight oversight that just annoys me. No one's like, look. I'm the Thane. You know, <laughs> somewhere in the coding, you know, have that all the NPCs in this town recognize the fact that I'm the Thane. Not I mean, the Yarl tells you, I'll let my guards know. And that yeah. pretty much tells the entire town what's going to happen. Well, that is like, okay, well, not only am I the Thane, but I'm a Thane of this one, this one, this one. I am the leader of the Dark Brotherhood. I am the Thieves Guild Master. I am the... <laughs> I'm the I'm the, the Archmage. I am the Dova King that saved the world. Where's my respect, yo? Right. Yo. And, and I think it would be a little, I don't know how hard it would be to code that, but I know, for example, if I can use an example like this, EverQuest 2. All right, when you lower your character in that MMO, and you raise the appropriate faction with that town, city, or any faction whatsoever, the people associated with that do the proper emotes. For example, if you're playing the good side and you're in Antonica, okay, in a town in the city of Kinos, the higher you get in rank with that city, the different ranks of guards will start to respect you. They'll give you a greeting. They'll give you the salute, the nods, okay, as you pass along. Like, if you're a little of a character, the officers and the higher sergeants won't acknowledge you. But the higher in rank you go, now the captain of the guard says hello. He'll greet you first rather than you have to talk to him, okay? He'll emote to you. And, you know, they do it already in the game where the guards say, oh, what are you? You know, new member of the companions. What do you fetch the meat? Okay, we've got that. Let's go a little bit further. Brokes in the chat room brought up another good one too. He says, "I want to become a jarl." Yeah, it's a good idea. That's not bad. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe there'll be an addition to Hearthfire, where not only are you making your own your own little place, but now you can make your own hold. You know, rebuild okay. the city. That would be. There are plenty of ruins, plenty of open space that it could. You know, yeah. we could literally go on about this all day long. Oh, yeah. Seriously, yeah. we've all played this game so much that we, we know what we'd love to see. Uh, maybe we'll continue this discussion later with Dave. We'll talk about it because it's a good topic to go into. Um, sure. Mm-hmm. But right now, we're going to go ahead and move on to the crafting table. Ow, son of a bitch! 
And here we are in the crafting table, your mods and other game enhancements. Before we get into Varwin's recommended mods, I promised Fred I would mention this, and it's worth mentioning. His version 1.5 of the QGN hosts mod, uh, follower mod, is out. Joe, aka me, has a voice. Yay! <laughs> uh, I gotta tell you, it was disturbing hearing myself at first in the game. And it was even more disturbing when people were telling us that there was a bug, and I began telling them that I love them when they were just walking by. <laughs> Skyrim Joe's a little clingy. A little yeah, clingy. Is that an actual bug, or did Fred program that in? That was an actual bug. <laughs> you gotta wonder. <laughs> you gotta wonder. Fred did that on purpose. I, I am not maritable. Maritable because there's another bug in that, but um, I am playable, and my most of my voice work is working as intended now. He did fix it, but there's still some little quirky things. Um, my guy goes into his idle animation voice more often than he shouldn't. But um, other than that, it's it's really cool. I mean, it's interesting hearing my own voice in the game. I think Fred <laughs> did a really good job with it. Oh man, what? I just, I'm just I'm laughing because when I finally submit to him my my voice work, it's I can't wait to to hear it back. It's going to be funny. <laughs> have you have either of you guys heard my character yet? No, no, no I have not. <laughs> Slap you both. Yeah, it's, it was fun. I, the first chance I got, I went over there to see it, and I had my guy follow me for a little while longer, and he did that extra little thing that I was hoping he would do. Um, every time my guy shoots his arrow, he says pew. <laughs> Pew. That was the extra little voice work I had to do. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh man, now my paladin has a companion. <laughs> I was walking, I was running through a trap, and it was one of those boulder traps. And it came down, and hit my guys were running by, and he was, he just start, he just hurt in the background. Ah, oh, merely a flesh wound <laughs> as we walk on by. <laughs> I was like, oh, jeez. Cool. <laughs> All right. And the recommended mods from Ivarwin. Yes. Somerset Isles version 0.21 by Nuke Dukem. Explore the island of Somerset Isle, the homeland of the High Elves and the Thalmor. This mod is still a work in progress. To go to the islands, go to the Solitude Docks, and there will be a ship there with a door that takes you to the most completed area in the aisles. To see the exact area of the ship, check the third screenshot right now. <laughs> right hang now, on, there's hang on, a hang on. <laughs> <laughs> which you'll see when you when you go to the uh, the workshop. You'll see it's the third screenshot right there. Um. So okay, you've got some new areas here. The uh, the 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 core grad wastes, white guard, and and Marbrook Brook. Uh, as well as a new and better height map with more mountains and land variation. Um, so apparently some really good uh, interiors as well. And there are some uh, quests coming in as well. Uh, the Great War II and Magician's Guild. All right, the, the best thing about this is it gives you the very thing that Lou was talking about earlier, Somerset Isles. It's a whole area in the game. It's highly rated on the Steam Workshop. A lot of people are writing in, and they absolutely love this thing. So definitely give it a check. Somerset Isles version .21 by Nuke Dukem. 
I really hope that the voice acting was better than the uh, the Khajiit one. Oh God! <laughs> Road to Elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, Moonpath to Elsewhere. <laughs> oh gosh, that was horrible voice work. The writer, whoever wrote the script for that and had to do the voice working, needs to be fired and re- and get someone else. The story itself and the um, the the quest in the in the surrounding areas was well done. The graphics were phenomenal. It looks right on par with Skyrim. And I'm I'm curious to see this one now too. See how they did with this one. Yeah, it looked really, really awesome. So I would definitely give it a check it out. Um your mini mod idea, Swords of Aeons by Jazar, J-E-I-Z-A-R. The Sword of Aeons taken and remade from the game Fable by Lionhead Studios. The sword's a little bit more powerful than your common Daedric sword. It hits slower, but stronger. Therefore, the average DPS is a, is a little higher. Uh, sword adds about 10% crit. So, uh, the sword can be made at any forge when the character reaches the Daedric smithing perk. So it's not too overpowered. A little bit, just enough to give you that, you know, awesome mod feeling. Um, but, uh, you know, other than that, I mean, it's, it's the sword of Aeons from, from Fable. I mean, this thing looks sweet. So I'm if you're a Fable, Fable fan, fan... Right here, this guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely go for it. I saw this and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm one of the few people that love Fable that. 3. You probably did that and did pull the sword out of the lock with, by the power of Grayskull. No. <laughs> <laughs> by the power of Grayskull. <laughs> Alright, that's it. That's all I got. Mmm, good stuff. Mmm, I'm going to get that oh, started. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to go ahead and move on to the to the Elder Scroll. A fragment of time, a piece of creation. A record of history. History itself. The Elder Scroll. And here we are in the Scroll of Elder with Lore Lou. Thank you, Joe. Today, I want to go over the Dragon Priests. Or as I found them to be the misguided, malicious missionaries of the Dragon Cults. Try saying that five times fast. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to try it. Or as the game calls them, In days of old when dragons ruled the earth, there lived mortal men who worshipped the beasts as gods. These dragon priests are long since dead, but something has awakened them from their ancient slumber. Yeah, they keep coming back. <laughs> Hate that. Can you tell I'm really bitter about these guys? <laughs> Just a tad. Tad. They're always whipping my butt. <laughs> Alright, the Dragon Priests. Now, at the earliest dawn of the mortals, walking upon Tamriel thousands of years ago, the Dragon Priests ruled over Skyrim at the behest of the dragons. Usually, upon death, they were typically buried in one of the many ancient tombs and temples dotted all across Skyrim. Because they were awaiting the return of Alduin, the World Eater. Their reign was during the Merethic Era, 
when the dragons ruled much of Tamriel and at Mora. The dragons believed that they were they considered themselves the children of Akatosh, they were naturally superior to both man and the mare, the elves. The dragon priests originally established their preeminence in the land of Atmora. There, they became known as the Dragon Cult, where they worshipped many animals, you know, as the avatars of the gods. But the dragon was be was the first and foremost among them, the first in the pantheon for them. Now, rather than deal with the actual ruling itself, uh, so bored ruling mortals, the dragons instead granted small amounts of power to the dragon priests in exchange for their absolute obedience. And in turn, the priests ruled over men as equals to kings. Now, the priests would also set down laws and codes of living that kept the peace between dragons and men, but at the same time, they demanded a tribute. Now, when the Atmorans began to migrate all over Tamriel over the next several centuries, of course, the dragon priests and the cultists would follow, and say the first people to get colonized the rest of the world, spreading their influence wherever they could. However, when they left Atmora, slight change. The system of rule in the rest of Tamriel was different from what they had back in the homeland. There's no real record as to what happened or how this change occurred or how it developed, but the priests outside of Atmora began to rule their other lands with an iron fist, and they made slaves of the rest of the population in those outlying lands. At the height of their influence, the capital of Skyrim was considered to be the city of Ramjunar, located in what is now Hajamarsh Hold. And it was here that the high rank... Hey, how did you do that? What's that? How did you do that? You, you were like all over that word so easily. How did you do that? <laughs> Practice. <laughs> uh-huh. Educated. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the words, you know, how do I break that down phonetically? Oh, let's give it a shot. <laughs> so it was there at Hajamarsh that the highest ranking priests met within the Temple of Labyrinthian. Hmm. And there they discussed the everyday matters of ruling. Now, it was also during this time that these highest of the ranking dragon priests were granted magical masks that bore powerful enchantments. And it's unknown if these masks were named after the priests who wore them, or if the priests who received it took on the name of the mask instead. I don't know, but I got four of them so far, and each of them is a real pain in the rear to get. That's why I hate them so much. <laughs> Eventually, as you all know, the mortals would rebel against the tyranny of the dragons and the dragon priests in what's known as the Dragon War. And after Alden was banished from Nern, we all it's recorded that a large number of cultists were killed or the rest were scattered and the surviving dragon priests were overthrown. Whoever survived, they adapted and they went into hiding all across Skyrim. They went about and entombed the remains of the dragons that had died during the war within the Dragon Mounds, with the belief that one day Alden will return and resurrect the faithful. As we all see, he does. However, there arose other sects within the cult that believed only those who ascended to the priesthood would be granted a second life. And with that, upon their death, the Dragon Priests insisted that their followers be buried with them in the various Dragon Temples and tombs across Skyrim. And this act served a specific purpose rather than as a display of power. Because for them, the concept of resurrection upon the return of Alduin was a core belief of the dragon cult. And so the priests required their followers to perform a daily ritual to facilitate this. Now, the very last remnants of the dragon cult remained, 
until the first era around 139. And here, a legion of King Harold's soldiers discovered the last hidden stronghold of cultists in the monastery of Pharrell hosts in the Jaral Mountains. And, well, you as Dova King, we all know the rest when you get to Pharrell hosts in the game. Dova King, <laughs> But, yes, so that's Dragon Priest in a nutshell. Hope you all enjoyed it. That's good to know. I always wonder about the dragon priests getting their masks all the time. Yeah, I mean, I've always wondered where, what exactly the story was, but we knew they were, oh, you know, that they're connected to the dragon somehow. But, but now this is actually more in depth look as to what they actually had, what they were doing with the dragons. Consider yourselves lugimicated. <laughs> <laughs> that was horrible. All right, we're moving on to the town square. Hear that? Something's going on in the town square. And here we are in the town square. Your emails and iTunes shoutouts. Our first... first, I can really talk, I swear. Our first email today comes in from Liam. Liam says, Hello guys, Liam here again with another question. In Oblivion, Bethesda released two big DLCs and a whole lot of mini ones. Do you guys believe they will do this for Skyrim or do something different? And also, do you think they are going to make an absolute huge DLC release, which is like a whole other game? What do you think that could possibly be? See ya. Still love the show. Liam. See ya, Liam. You know, See ya, Liam. When they first started out, when they first announced DLC for Skyrim, they basically said that it was supposed to be like this huge event. Um, with Dawnguard and Hearthfire, I honestly have not seen that. These actually feel like smaller DLCs. Um, even Dawnguard feels like a small DLC to me. It's great. It just feels like a, a small one. So I haven't really seen this big epic DLC that they that they were boasting about early on in Skyrim's life. So uh, that's kind of my opinion on that. Yeah, no, that's that's actually very true. I was actually thinking about that the other day when um, after I read this, I was thinking to myself, you know. Dawnguard does kind of seem tiny in comparison to what they were saying they were going to come out with. Now, you know, back in like February, it's, it's, there was a rumor going around saying that someone was able to like break beyond the barrier of, you know, the invisible barriers on the map. And they saw like Cyrodiil and the, the Imperial City all the way out there. And I'm thinking like, wow, you know, that must be part of the DLC and they're still working on it. And uh, not so much. Yeah, it's so, almost disheartening, yeah. but. Yeah, so bit. you think it's Dawnguard's not really up to the scales you would think? Um, oh, not see, even oh, but Shivering close. Isles would be not even close. Not even not close. Right. Wow. Yeah. I think nope. uh, Dawnguard was their answer to everyone getting PO. They had to wait nine months for a DLC, almost a year. So um, I well, think they did a great job with it. I mean, I do enjoy Dawnguard, but it just has that rushed feeling to me. Um, for one. That would help explain the the problems with PS3. They didn't feel like they didn't have enough time to really test it out enough. Yeah. Or do you think maybe because they were also involved with well, we all know we go to the Beth blog with Dishonored. Hmm. And maybe their focus has shifted a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, it could very well be the case. It's true. Alright, our next email from Bordist Lou. Alright, our next email comes from Bordist. He writes in. Guys, I was just thinking about my character. And have you ever tried a Shadow Warrior? Because it's a mix of Assassin and Warrior. 
I played as a sneaky assassin who could fight their way out of a scrape and can easily tank every hit coming, but but they can sneak and do super crits. What's your opinion on this? Bordest. Hope my name is easy to pronounce. Hmm. I, I like this. I, I think this is definitely something that is going to take some very careful planning, but that's the reason why I put this email in here this week was because this was an amazing idea. <laughs> I really want to give that a try. Maybe one of my uh, maybe one of my new thieves. I'll I'll switch him out into this sort of thing, like a full plate ninja. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking Can you about, imagine? <laughs> I was thinking about rebirthing Rogart, but doing him differently. I want to do another two-handed BA Walker, but I was thinking about either doing it with magic. I think I'm yeah. I think I'm gonna just do him with magic instead. Try that kind of like a destruction two-hand warrior cross, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. so using the destruction spells for ranged, and then the two-hand weapon for up close in your face to beheading. But it's, it's a good it, idea. But it still would work though, right? I mean, you technically could, since the game is so op- so open, you technically could go where the heavy armor, go the heavy armor route and still sneak effectively. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, definitely. Right? My, my yeah. girl is, is full heavy armor. You just gotta, you gotta pick, um, I mean, you're not gonna, it's not gonna be an easy transition, it's gonna take a little while. You're gonna have to be, you know, a straight-up warrior for a little bit until you pick up the perk that allows, um, sneaking to be a bit easier in, in, uh, in heavier armor. Yeah, it's very, very doable. I'm doing it right oh, yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, come on, Deja armor with the dental floss for the bottom. Mm. Love it. Dental floss. <laughs> <laughs> Sneaking around, butt out, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Modable butts. Modable butts. Anyway, <clears throat> our next email is from Solomon. Since Ivarwin saved my tush in the last one because of a train, I'm going to go ahead and pick this one up. He says, Hey guys, I have been with you guys since the very first Skyrim OTR. I stopped listening around episode 18. For shame. I wanted to pull myself away from Skyrim for a while to finish some other games I had, but I missed your show. I started listening oh. to Minecraft OTR as an alternative. Fair enough. Fair enough. Acceptable. Okay. Well, I could not help but buy Minecraft and have been deeply involved playing that. Uh, he's one of our top uh, build-off builders, by the way. That'll happen. That'll definitely happen. I have begun to catch up on Elder Scrolls OTR. Up to episode 26 now. Time to pull hmm. my character out of the mothballs. Thinking of playing through Daggerfall again. We'll see how that goes. I just want to say your enthusiasm you have for the games on your shows is infectious. You don't have to do all this, but you do. Keep up the great work. Take care, Solomon. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Solomon. Thanks. Yes, thank you, Solomon. Totally the man right there. Oh, Matt's shaking the chat room. He stopped listening. Shun him. <laughs> <laughs> That's where that download of every month went. <laughs> All right, I guess I'll pick up the next one, which comes from Nick. Okay, fine. and Nick says, "Hello, QGN no, 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 people. Wait, I have I've been listening have... for a while now." Marlon, why and... did you take this next one? What? Huh? <laughs> oh, that's oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I, I was going to say it anyway. You just took out words of my mouth as I was getting ready to say it. <laughs> I just said, so screw it. I'm going to let it out anyway. Self-hosted. Sorry. <laughs> no, I hosted myself. You're doing fantastic. Keep it up. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So this comes from Nick. And he says, hello, QGN people. I've been listening for a while now and wondered if you knew you could pick if you could use a pick and mining points to mine ore faster. This even works if an NPC is using it. Also, Ivarwin, this I have been wondering for a while now, since I haven't been able to stand 
since I haven't been able to find any sand in Skyrim thus far, where is this sand your Khajiit is pooping in so I can avoid it in the future? Keep up the good work, Nick. Edges of rivers. Yeah. You ever heard rivers. of a beach? Yes, there's beaches. Or maybe they may be covered in, in in snow. I mean, Prego, poor thing, has to you know dig the snow before it gets to the sand, but still. Landmines. Hidden landmines. It's, it's there. It's there, Nick. Just gotta look for it. This is, this is not a problem to dig inside the snow to find the sand to dig a little poop. It's no big deal. <laughs> Frozen poop lasts longer. Markarth. Don't you want Markarth. <laughs> I poop in the sand in Markarth. The sands are sweeter there. <laughs> See a horker walking along the beach. Boom. <laughs> Blubber everywhere. <laughs> and in the distance, Prego chuckles. Oh. Anyway, that was really bad of me. Um... Our final email. Um, I'm going to let Lou take it. All right. Our next email comes from Chris T. Chris writes in, I am very excited about Hearthfire coming out on E360. I just hate that an awesome DLC mod is overshadowed by the fact that PS3 users still do not have access to Dawnguard. From Chris. Yeah. Yeah, that sentiment was filled by uh, a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm sure I haven't gotten really, I haven't really gotten into it yet. But the the idea that that Hearthfire is, um, just being able to build your own stuff inside the game, and then Dawnguard too. I mean, these are this is these are amazing ideas. This is amazing gameplay, and um, you know, it really is a shame that that some of the some of the controversy surrounding these things has has kind of taken it taken it away. Uh, the enjoyment away for for a lot of a lot of fans, but you know, look, these things. The controversy comes; it's it's going; it's on its way out the door. You know, it's it's a dead issue for us, and and that's that's pretty much the end of it. You know, we're we're uh, really interested in just keeping up with the news as far as when these things are coming out for the PS3, and um, and really just going from there. And hopefully, you know, no other controversy gets gets stirred up. Um, while the the release of this game is is out and it's it's still a relevant game, that's a, that's that's my two cents on this. <laughs> All, right, All right, and uh, well, let's see, we got some five star review shout outs. Right again? Uh, Did you hear not hear my voice get ready to come right out? No, I didn't. Wow, am I just feeling <laughs> that bad tonight or what? No, I, it's, <laughs> I thought you muted up. <laughs> well, I did. I was typing. I was getting ready to say it. I, I unmuted myself and went, and you went right into it. Right into wow, it. Wow, I'm like channeling through Varwin. This is weird. <laughs> Get out of my head, bro. Get out of my head. Totally psychedelic. strong with this one. <laughs> Lou, take it away, buddy. All right, our five star review shout outs from America. Winter 2415. Star Fury Zeta. James K. the third. Oh my god, donuts. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my friends across the big, big pond in the UK. Oh, I'm liking this one. Fun loving BBW. <laughs> <laughs> really? And Sly I bet Young. she is. <laughs> yes. Fun loving indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and Sly John was the other one? Yes. Sly John. <laughs> Sly John. Well, thank you all for your 
your uh, five-star reviews. We really, really appreciate it. We're getting close to that 400 review mark. Uh, mark, not remark. Our final thoughts this evening. Um, I, I think I'm, I'm definitely want to continue that discussion we had for our banner mare. This time we'll do it with Dave, so you can get his opinions on it with some hopefully less table flipping. Table flipping. Dean's mosh. Wall smash. Oh, here we go. That's my Pat lobbed. <laughs> and again, I want to thank everybody for their support for the continued Kickstarter and this book coming to print. Evarwin, your final thought. Modable Butts in Skyrim. Look for it on the next uh, game update. I'm telling you, it's going to be there. Modable Butts in Skyrim. I think you'll have to bribe Fred. He might do it for you. <laughs> I'm not going to, and I was tempted to use that as like our, our show name today, Modable Butts, but yeah, I think I'm going to avoid that one. Uh, yeah, no, because then you got to find a picture, and you know, you've got the thong thing, so you'll be taking screenshots and zooming in, and it's just going to be a mess. Yeah, I think I'm going to just call it dog food. <laughs> Dog food. <laughs> <laughs> Lou, your final thoughts, sir? I'm really... I like what uh, Avara mentioned in the, craft, in the uh, mods. Somerset, Somerset Isles, I definitely have, want to go check that out. You know, more places to explore, I'm all for it. <laughs> Where even though it's a work in progress, I'll still check it out, and hopefully some feedback he'll, and some work will get this thing out and going. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, guys. How to reach us? You can find everything about this show at ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com. Our main website for our network and all of our shows is QuestGamingNetwork.com. We are aware of our main fees issues, and we are working diligently with Middle Earth Network to get these issues fixed. It has not been able to update for the last week and a half. Hopefully, we'll have it fixed very soon for you guys. We did release um, the first episode of our very first podcast at Star of the Network. And created the birthday of Quest Gaming Network. And that can be found at questgamingnetwork.com if you want to listen to it there. And hopefully with the feed up soon so you can listen to it as well. And that goes with the Star Wars Reforged website or feed as well. They're also having issues. We are working diligently to get that one back up and ready for you guys as soon as we can. record at gmail.com is this email for this show. Email us your thoughts, guys. We love them. We, re- we read every email. Even if we can't respond to every one of them and we don't use all of them for the show, we read every single one of them. All right. $10 mentions. If you guys want to have a quick little blurb at the beginning of the show, just anything you would like, a mention to a friend, happy birthday, whatever, just go to our website, hit the donate button, and just follow the prompts. Planetside Off the Record is now weekly. They lifted the NBA for that game. Sweet. We are recording every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, and this week we recorded the first series, the first of a series of the noob tips. What you do when you first get into Planet Side 2, because it is confusing. Alright, and releasing on iTunes every Friday evening, because I don't have time on Thursdays to get it edited and put out until Friday. But uh, it records Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, our Twitter, Elder Scrolls Off the Record, at, is at Elder Scrolls OTR. Mine is at author J.R. Wilson. Evarwin is at E V A R W Y N. Yes, that is Evarwin. Lewis is at GamerGuy 11B. Dave is at. You know, D I E N FORCE! For you, Dave. For you. For you. 
Elder Scrolls Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production. Unless you guys had anything else you want to say, really quick. I uh, no, no. Okay. <laughs> Chuckling to myself. <laughs> In association with Millith Network, I just want to say foos for all you all next week. Take care, everyone. Be safe. May the foos be with you. Get out, everyone. Glad you're all here. See you all again next week. Who's all